This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand on the air. Hello everyone. Takaho. Selamat datang. Konnichiwa. Hola. 안녕하세요. Assalamu alaikum. And Kiora. Connecting Cultures Features is a show by and for the beautiful and diverse multicultural people of Dunedin. Join me every Friday noon for Connecting Cultures Features on Otago Access Radio 105.4 FM, podcast on oar.org.nz. Oh na na na, oh na na na, otra vez veré. A veces me da por tirarme sin haber cogido aire para respirar A veces planeo y me da por perderme otra sola improviso y me puedo encontrar A veces disfruto charla con el chale, a veces con la luna me pienso casar Si busco una excusa me olvido del mundo y si me das tu mundo no me voy a olvidar Pero y si es hoy, el día de mi vida y yo perdiendo el tiempo en no saberlo todavía Por eso voy a ver cómo termina, necesito saberlo para que el alma me sonría me Me voy a girar por si la suerte mira Me voy a arriesgar lo que no arriesgaría Si la vida es juego yo me aportaría Y aunque el mal no salga yo sí saldría Y yo no sé, no sé De qué forma se vive bien Porque ya no sé, no sé Y eso es lo mejor que yo sé Por si no lo ve, no ve Yo le llevo a verlo también Ya que de esas vendas me las quité Porque el mundo es suyo y está a sus pies Yo soy el que quiere ir a contracorriente por el camino A veces me meto en doscientos mil líos para poder salir del quince contigo Yo llevo una vida queriendo sentir Y lo que más lo hace no tiene sentido No es solo vivir, es sentirse vivo Cuéntame tus penas y cuenta conmigo Pero hoy se soy el día de mi vida Y yo perdiendo el tiempo en no saberlo todavía Por eso voy a ver cómo termina Necesito saberlo para que el alma me sonría Me voy a Por si la suerte mira, me voy a arriesgar lo que no arriesgaría Si la vida es juego yo me aportaría Y aunque el mal no salga yo sí saldría Y yo no sé, no sé De qué forma se vive bien Porque ya no sé, no sé Y eso es lo mejor que yo sé Por si no lo ve, no ve Yo le llevo a verla también Ya que yo esas vendas me las quité Porque el mundo es suyo y está a sus pies And you are listening to Connecting Cultures Features on RFM. Kia ora everyone. Welcome to Connecting Cultures Features, a show by for and about the multicultural people of Dunedin and New Zealand. So today we have Aidan Hung, the DMEC, oh sorry, the Dunedin Multicultural <laughs> Council, yes. um, the DMCC um, Youth Coordinator, here to talk about his new role and um yeah i just want to get to know him hi Aiden. <laughs> hi, <Irene. laughs> thank you so much i made a mistake there because you've dmcc has yeah. just changed right yeah yeah so earlier this year only a couple months ago now we've rebranded gone from multi-ethnic council to multicultural council which we hope will be a little bit more inclusive i suppose hmm. and we'll talk more about that change later and i'm actually glad i made the mistake so that people are more <laughs> aware that oh it's no longer 
longer the ethnic council, it's the multicultural council. Mm. And there's a really big reason to that as well. Yes. Um, firstly, how are you? I'm good, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for being here. Hmm. Of course, thanks. Um, so is it a busy time for you these days? Well, we're starting to get into exam period a little bit, mm -hmm. so... I personally am pretty good as an art student. I have a single exam early November, in comparison to a lot of like the med students. Yeah. But for now, I have an essay due on Friday, <gasps> which I'm definitely stressing over right now. Yeah. But, How many words are, is it? Uh, maximum. 2,700. Oh, I don't miss those. Oh, it's in philosophy. It's, a, oh. it's amazing. Because <laughs> I'm an art student as well. I was an art student. Mm. Um, I did gender studies and, you know, those yeah, essays. Yeah. yeah. Oh, like I don't like essays, but it's it's part of being an art student, actually. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You learn how to get into it a little bit. Mm. <laughs> Definitely took some time. Yeah. Do you have any other exams after that? Uh, well, other than this essay, I have the one I mentioned in November, which is politics. Mm. Um, talking about New Zealand, po New Zealand politics. Kind of. uh -huh. Well, no, sorry. Um, it's very general kind of political theory, mm. different theories, either feminism or Marxist or things like that. Oh, wow. That's so cool. Yeah. Because you know, I did gender studies and we actually learned about like feminist theories and mm. um, just seeing how the world is with those ideas yeah it's definitely interesting hmm. that's so cool <laughs> um okay so let's do a formal introduction sure. to our listeners uh oh hi my name is aiden hung i am uh the youth coordinator sorry i still like click a lot um i'm the youth coordinator for the Dunedin multicultural council i'm a second year politics philosophy and economics student here at the university of otago i was Born in Christchurch, but basically brought immediately to Dunedin. So I am a Dunedin resident, lived here, raised here all my life, went to Columba College for primary school, went to John McGlashan for high school, done a little bit of like activism kind of stuff throughout that time. But mainly it's now in university that I'm starting to find that I want to get into this kind of thing more, get into community find out what's actually going on mm. with the people around and yeah mm. that's probably my best introduction <laughs> yeah that, that's perfect let's talk about the activism part um what kind of areas were you interested in like back then and now yeah so back then it was i don't know i didn't really know how to get into things back then it was very stay in high school kind of thing so i was the board of trustees rep for my final year mm. I tried to get a little – yeah, I was also part of the 40-hour famine group in my oh, last year, good. but it didn't really go anywhere. Um, the two, uh, two others in the group and I, we tried to put something together, but nobody actually showed up, so everything kind of fell apart. Hmm. And I was also trying to set up something with uh, Amnesty International with my school that also kind of fell apart. That was my fault. I didn't really know at that point how to hmm. build things up and – all of the high school culture and exams and stuff really got to me during that time. Mm. So, yeah, it's really now in my university time that I'm starting to say, let's give it another shot. Mm. It's good that you share the things you failed as well because it <laughs> makes you, you know, you, you show the journey more than like the, these are the things you achieved. But um, it's not easy to be a high school student back then and organize things. Yeah, it's definitely a balance. Like mm. all of my fr friends and stuff that have actually done stuff like that, I respect hugely because 
for me personally, I didn't know how to balance figuring out how to work yep. and do that kind of thing. University time, the scheduling is so different. I can actually find ways of being part of my community as well as doing the work. Mm. That would be arguable to some people, mm. um, how I'm doing in the work side of things. <laughs> yeah, that's basically it. Mm. So what do you do now? Are you um, volunteering for any organizations or do you read any activism things? Well, it's primarily been with the Dunedin Multicultural Council now, the DMCC now, Um Previously, I've been looking a bit more in. Well, last year and whatnot, I was looking a bit into joining Pulsar, the university's um, group. Mm-hmm. But I found out that they mainly did events and stuff, and not like disrespecting that. But I realized that my direction would be a bit different. Mm-hmm. So it's been very slow go, slow going, and I really respect the. Um, I'm really grateful for the opportunity that. Lux, the president, and whatnot have given me to be able to do this kind of thing. Mm. But I understand that I'm still trying to figure things out a little bit. Mm. And honestly, don't worry if you don't have the answers yet for the questions I have (laughs) for you right now. Um, But what does a youth coordinator for DMCC does? Yeah. So probably the most strict point about it is as as much as any of the other executive members do. So that's attend the meetings talking about wh- what kind of the plans are for the council as a whole because there are a lot of subcommittees which is what the youth group is but yeah that means organizing things around the entire council there's a lot of events that they're planning but for me personally the youth side of things a large part of that is representing the youth cohort um, especially the those in ethnic religious religious and um, those kind of communities to the people like the university to the local government being able to represent what it is that youth people in those kind of communities want. Mm. Yeah. And just organize events and try to bring people together, I suppose. Because mm. being multicultural, we haven't got a single agenda. We've got many kind yeah. of things. There's a lot of intersections as well mm. uh, with, Definitely. with being um, multicultural, right? <laughs> mm. Yeah. Um, so what kind of events or um, any projects you're looking forward to this year or, you know, and they can be like, they may not happen. They might be just <laughs> ideas, but it's fine. You know, we're. Yeah. So we've done uh, one youth meet and greet at the university at the OUSA hmm. right now. Uh, that was fantastic. Being able to meet so many people, see what kind of people are interested in that kind of thing, which mm. is great. And. From here on, it's very much up in the air. I do have a few plans. Nothing so far for the rest of the year just because it's starting to get busier. Mm. But I am trying to organize uh, people to run – well, people in our group to run a – like our meet and greet, but like a tea kind of thing. Just some regular, maybe every two-week kind of thing so that people can feel comfortable to come talk about what kind of things that they find important. Mm. And, yeah, just try to build up a bit of a community Mm. like that because a large part of what I'm trying to achieve is just representing what the people want. And to do that, I need to find out what they want. Yeah, and you need to know the people. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So Mm. I'm trying to build up something so that I can actually talk to people, get out there, and find out what 
it is that they want to see changed or what they find important.、Mm. I think that's a very good step, especially in your <laughs> early、um, yeah. days as well as the youth coordinator to learn what. People want,、mm. um, and especially being a myself, being a multicultural youth in Dunedin,、um, I do feel like there needs to be like a community. Yeah, you know? definitely. Yeah, because、uh, when I was a student, I was part of.、Uh, I'm talking like I'm in my thirties, <laughs> but it was like two years ago. <laughs>、um, I mean, I was part of like、um, the international students group,、yeah. um, the Malaysian students,、um, you know, and that's that's fun and all. But、um, we have high school students yeah, as well.、Exactly. It's not just like university, right? Some some people don't go to university, so you don't get that privilege.、Mm. Yeah, a big part of what I'm finding is that I need to figure out how to branch out past just the university, also towards the polytech and definitely the high schools. Yeah, that's partly why I've been talking a wee bit with a friend of yours, Sophia. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, who's, jo- who's、um, joining me right now? And I'm hoping that maybe she has a better perspective on that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. So that's great. I've been. Yeah, she's great. She's great. That's great to have Sophia on board, especially because she has leadership skills. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> her her business and whatnot. When I first met first met her, I was like, dang. Yeah, she has a show with us as well, Sophia、mm. Study Space. We're just gonna put it out there. Yeah, my yeah,、listen. my girlfriend listens to it on Spotify.、Oh! Like, Every episode, really? Yeah. <laughs> like,、um, I don't study anymore, but I still listen because it's really about like、um, self improvement, you know? Mm. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah.、Oh, okay, so let's go back to this conversation. D M C C. Oh, we haven't talked about why the name changed. Yes. So there was、um, a discussion on the on that at the Marai.、Mm. So basically, what we What the organization was thinking was that is the ethnic council too limited because you can have things that are culturally based but not necessarily、uh, very based in ethnicity wise. So what we wanted to do was open that up a bit more and say that we want to help and represent and what not those who are part of a culture, what they deem to be a culture, when. People who are part of ethnic gr- groups or are defined by their ethnicity—it's just a wee bit more limiting. And what we want to do is represent all of them.、Mm. I was there at the Marai、uh, mm. for the voting and stuff, so、oh, yeah. um, actually know more, know a lot about this. <laughs> I've heard. I, I'm afraid I couldn't make it th-、uh, that day, so I've heard a lot about what happened that day and what the purposes was. But yeah, I was. Yeah, <laughs> it was also interesting to be there and see the. Dip- Well, it wasn't like debates, but people shared their views on ethnicity versus culture,、yeah. right?、Um, and I definitely voted on the culture part because I feel like you know, because I grew up、um, in Malaysia, came here,、um, and I think I identify as like Kiwi Malay,、yeah. and that's not like ethnicity; that's a culture,、yeah. you know, like. Like kiwi isn't part of my blood or anything like my ethnicity. Yeah, neither. Ah,、uh-uh, so it's like、um, I think it's a lot more inclusive now that when I hear D- DMCC Multicultural Council, I feel like oh, that that represents what I, what I feel, you know? Yeah, exactly.、Mm. And that's what we're trying to capture with that.、Mm. 
That's good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> really good for the change. Hmm. Um, okay, so let's go into more personal things and okay. talk about you. <laughs> uh. <laughs> so nothing about DMEC. It's all about Aiden. Okay. 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 Um, so what's your cultural identity? So I was adopted. For my birth parents were from uh, Heilongjiang, and my now pa- parents, my mother was from Auck. Well. Is from Auckland. My dad was from Hong Kong, and I was born here. Well, here be well <laughs> here in New Zealand. Born in Christchurch, moved to Dunedin like immediately, and I've always found to be identifying with Dunedin New Zealand culture more than anything else. Chinese culture has always been part of it as well, but being raised in a very like. New Zealand kind of environment has, of course, taken that imp- impact as well. Mm. So you have a very unique uh, journey growing up, basically, yeah. um, and I'm sure it's hard as well when people ask you questions, you know, and you can't really answer. Yeah, I think I've been rather lucky in terms of like assumptions that pe- people make. I think um, there have been very few in my life, which I'm really grateful for. But yeah, there have been, of course, the odd, the odd thing of going, oh, where are you from? I'm like, I'm like, I'm here. I'm from New Zealand. <laughs> and it's like, oh, but where, but where are your parents from? And stuff like that. I'm like, well, I'm adopted. So <laughs> like going into the full explanation yeah. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and the reason why I really like how you're very open about um, your adoption and yeah. like you should be like people should be is because my sister is adopted too yeah, and I feel like it's um, you know just seeing you so proud of um, where you come from and um, how you were raised um, makes me think about how my baby sister is going to grow up and is she going to meet good people along the way and feel proud of where she came from right? Yeah I, mm. I don't think being adopted or anything is a point of particular like importance for who I I am. Mm. I think that who I am was very much just my journey along things because although I was raised in a household that was very mixed, not exactly connecting always with what I was bo- born as and whatnot, I am still proud of who I am. I identify as adoption is just. I, th- I think it's a very important thing. Like my birth pa- birth parents weren't in a situation to take care of me. Mm. I think I was very lucky to be able to um, be ado- be adopted and be cho- chosen. I suppose mm. um, as early as I wa- was, uh, so that I could be raised in environment as I was. I don't resent my birth parents. In fa- fact, I actually respect the decision mm. um, quite a bit. And although I've never known them, never gotten to meet them or anything, I still think, yeah. It's just who I am. I've always known. I've always known I was adopted, and it's never been a point of contention. Mm. Were there any um, other people in your life that went through the same experience as you did that you know of? Mm. No, I don't think. Don't think so. Mm. It is a slightly rarer thing. Ha, huh. Aiden. Yes. So I heard that you learn. I mean, like you speak Spanish. Yes. Which was pretty random as well. <laughs> Yeah, so when I was young, um, from very early on, my parents were trying to get me to learn Chinese and whatnot, obviously. Mm. Like, get a bit of my, like, birth culture in there and whatnot. And for over 10 years, tried learning it, 
never clicked with it. Mm. Couldn't understand it at all. I'm trying to put it aside so that I can come back to it. But in early high school, I was given the option of learning a language. Um, yeah, in classes. And I w- went, let me try Spanish. Because Spanish, I was being very logical about it. I was like, what are the top three most spoken languages in the world? Mm. English, Chinese, uh, and <laughs> Spanish. And you like, did your okay. research. I did my research. Yep. <laughs> so I tried that. And within a year, I, just with school learning, I had learned ten times more than I had ever in the ten years that I was learning Chinese. Wow. So I have been uh, – I have learned it for seven years now from the beginning of high school. And, yeah, I have been a bit slow with it the past couple of years, but I'm trying to get back into it, trying to get into that because a large part of what I do will include language. Yeah. So I need to play into what I have. And, yeah, I went on an exchange. I think that Spanish culture and Spanish language, although it's kind of strange as a Asian New Zealander, is something that I greatly identify with. Mm. Now, because I find it really interesting, I really value that kind of thing. Okay, thing. talk yeah. about that. Let's talk about why you value a Spanish language. Yeah, I I just f- find the language very beautiful in a way. Like it just made sense to me very early on. Mm. Obviously, the, the, with learning a language, there's always parts that don't, and always parts that have me pulling out my hair. Yeah, <laughs> but. Um, yeah, Spanish culture. I remember I was in Sp- Spain on my exchange and I was just – we went to th- things at night like bars and wh- whatnot and I was able to um, eat a lot of the food, be able to hear on the on many days that there were people just singing and playing guitar in there. And I was like, dang, that's so cool. Mm. And I just found the culture really beautiful and I really valued my time there and – yeah, it's something that I find really important to me and is a lo- yeah, is quite a decent part of the reason why I've gone in the direction that I have now going. I am an Asian New Zealander that doesn't really speak Chinese, but I speak Spanish, which is very random and going, maybe I don't have to identify fully with one singular of the singular thing and just go let me focus on the multicultural side. Let mm. me try to bring people together and not say you have to fit into a single category because, well, I don't feel like I do. Mm. Um, you know, what's really interesting about this is, um, you know, you found another culture that, you've, you can, that you can connect with. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and... How long were you in Spain for the exchange? Yeah, it's actually funny. I was meant to be there for a couple months, but it ended up only being one month. Oh, that's quite short. Yeah, it was pretty short. I've been there multiple times now with my family, but the oh, exchange good. itself the exchange itself was only one month. But even in that time, even though it was a relatively short time, I still loved it. Like I still loved knowing what it was like living there, being part of that kind of thing. And as my Spanish host family would say, I wasn't very good at the language. I hardly spoke any of it because I was just very shy about uh. it. I was very socially inept. But I now wish that I had, but I still have learned a lot from it, even if though I didn't speak much at the time. Yeah. And, you know, that that first experience is just like a teaser to your um, language journey and now um, 
you can just go and like yeah. you can fit in like a local if you, since you're fluent at it. Yeah. Oh, I wouldn't say fluent, but I've definitely gotten better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I do look forward to the day that I have a bit of time, have a bit of, have a bit of all sorts to be able to go there, actually be able to put everything in practice, see my host family again. Yeah. And See if I've gotten a bit less shy. <laughs> <laughs> they must see you as like a grown up now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, I hope so. <laughs> uh, when was what? What? How? What how year? old were you when yeah. you were there? Um. Oh, I think this was year eleven, mm. twelve. So like that's it, very young. It was decently. Yeah. Young. Yeah. So that's about about five years ago now. Mm. Yeah. Um, so what's the best thing about Spain? Oh, I love the food. Yeah, and just, I don't know, it was difficult for me to place because I just loved the culture. It was all very lively. There was always something going on. You could walk down the street of like certain areas, of course, and just find that people were rattly talking in like these very open restaurants and bars and what whatnot and there were oh, there were some, sometimes people there just with a guitar singing as i mentioned before mm. it was just all very friendly and lively <laughs> yeah mm. in a way that like i hadn't seen here before and that's definitely a culture that i've gotten otherwise closest to and i just thought wow that is so cool <laughs> mm. What's interesting is that last week I actually interviewed Alba Suarez, a, okay. um, a, a Sp- Spanish person. Oh, yeah. Um, and like we talked about Spain, um, which was interesting because I actually didn't know you were, you can speak Spanish. Uh, so yeah. that it's, it's part of this conversation as well. Yeah, it was when you week. asked me for music, I was like, like, um, non-English music. I was like, "Oh, what what do I choose?" Well, let me go through my um, Spanish speaking. Yeah. Let me go through all of my Spotify and find what is it that would be appropriate and mm. good. And I think it's great that you know we're playing uh, Spanish music on this show because you don't really get to hear that much on no. radio. You know, so I like to um, have time for <laughs> those kinds of music. Um, we might go on a song break since you brought songs for us. Yes. So just um, shout out one of the songs from your list. Um, I went for some very low-key kind of ones. So how about we go No Puedo Vir Sin Ti, which means I cannot be without you. Mm. Like I cannot li- live without you. It's the what, It's probably one of the songs that I was able to understand earliest because some of the language in it is very simple. Mm. But yeah. That, I really like that one. That sounds beautiful. We'll <laughs> have that today. Um, and we'll be right back after the song break. <laughs> Yo okay. 
And you're back on Otago Access Radio 105.4 FM. I'm Arina, and I'm here with Aiden. Hi, Hi. Aiden. Hey. Hi. <laughs> um, firstly, thank you so much for the songs. Oh. Um, you know, it's great to be able to play these on air and for people to listen, and especially if it means a lot to you. Yeah, they're definitely ones that I've listened to for quite a few few years now. I collected a lot of the ones those kind of ones while I was in high school, while I was in Spain, almost all the time when they were playing their music, mm. often called a genre called reggaeton, which is very lively kind of music. Mm. I was always there with my um, Spotify trying to search up the song, oh. trying to build up my playlist. That's interesting. So you're just like holding your phone up. Yeah, basically. <laughs> I was just in public while everybody was dancing around me going, what is the song? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so interesting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like you have to do that because... Um, like you can ask people around, but it's just mm. much much easier to use the app. <laughs> yeah, Shazam was quite a good friend of mine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, thank you so much for the songs, and I think for the next part of the interview, we'll talk about mental health and well being, and yeah, we'll course. just go from there. Um, so, how are you really doing? <laughs> <laughs> so how are you doing? How are you really doing? Well. Oh. I think I'm I think I'm okay. Probably in like 
in terms of how my mental like health dips is definitely in my productivity. I personally am a video gamer. I really ah. I have my own custom built PC. Wow. I have all kinds of nerdy stuff up You're, on my walls. Wow, you should be friends with my brother. Yeah. I he built computers. Oh, really? Yeah. No, it, I did that for the first time with one of my friends who was showing me how to do it. And I was like, this is really cool. <laughs> but yeah, so my productivity definitely dips in those kind of times. Burnout is a definite thing for me. And I always go back into those kind of modes where I'm just playing video games, wasting my time a little bit when I have deadlines coming up. Yeah. <laughs> Probably not the best time to do that. <laughs> not really. My, huh. It's definitely a consequence of liking video games because I love it, but like my productivity dips a little bit. My um, sleep schedule dips a little bit. Mm. My girlfriend would say not a little bit. <laughs> but, yeah. Mm. Well, I think everyone has those guilty pleasures, so yeah. I don't think you should feel bad because people – have those things that makes them happy even though it might you know ruin them a little bit <laughs> yeah i just need to i don't know something that's a b- big part for me because i'd like to think that my mental mental health is very good in comparison to a lot of pe- lot of people's um but the the one thing is always productivity getting things done um finding that work-life balance mm. kind of thing that's especially difficult for me Dealing with the burnout, dealing with doing what I want to do. Not saying that what I study isn't what I want to do, but you know, you designate you designated work, and suddenly it's ten times harder. Yeah. Um. So let's talk about like time. Yeah. Like, what do you do in your time? Because you're also a student. Yes. You are also the youth coordinator, and I'm sure there are other things you do in your life outside <laughs> of that. Um. I try. Yeah, but like, um. How do you manage your time? Like, do you have, like, schedules or do you set time calendar blocks? Well, it's rather difficult. I A lot of the things that I try to do in terms of study and whatnot, whenever I try to plan too far ahead, it always crumbles and that always makes me feel worse about myself. Mm. I'll try to plan out a day, try to say I'm going to study on this day during this time, try to block out some time for myself. And whenever I do that, it crumbles. So I have to give a lot of freedom to it. Mm. I have to. I definitely use my calendar a lot. One of my best things has been getting uh, these nice little books and writing what kind of appointments I have, Mm. which has been very good for DMCC stuff. But in terms of finding the balance between that, I just kind of say, I'll do some gaming in the evening, do what I want in the evening, try to do as much as I can in the afternoon when I have the time. But otherwise, I... Yeah, I think limit. I'm sure it works for other people, but trying to absolutely slot time, the moment I don't follow it, I'll crumble for the rest of the week. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I think um, I'm at that phase of my life where I'm trying to, um, you know, have a good schedule, but sometimes <laughs> I just give up, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It- Def- definitely understand yeah, that. Yeah, because I really hate the feeling of when I fail. Yeah. And, like, if I don't do it, then I don't fail, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then agreed. that's a win. That's a win for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so, it, so I won't be feeling that guilt, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so that's something I'm going through. Um, but also, as, you know, I'm not a student. I'm working full-time. I'm just going through today's as it is. Mm. I'm really looking forward to Labor Day. 
Um, oh, yes, of course. Really looking forward to Christmas break <laughs> for two weeks. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, like you as a student, when you finish exams, you have three months off, right? Oh, I have a big block. Yeah. Big block. I honestly don't know what the time is even more uh, anymore. Yeah. It's just... I really miss those big <laughs> summer breaks. I feel like adults should have that, like working adults. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to resent. I'm not going to resent going into that part part like yeah yeah that'll be something Mm. um so what do you have plans for the coming weeks ahead well i'm gonna be in janine for a decent bit of it up until like mid-december uh my birthday is on the 21st of december (gasps) so i'll be spending some time doing that it's difficult having your birthday in december a lot of your friends have already left and whatnot Uh... so i've gotten very used to being with my family being at strange part of the world world sometimes because i'm very lucky um my parents have have traveled with me a lot when i was younger yeah and i've been able to learn a lot of the world culture learn a lot of different places which i think has been a big part of uh me becoming who i am but that is very often meant i'm just somewhere strange that i don't really know for my birthday yeah but yeah, this time I will be in the North uh, North Island with my family. Hopefully my girlfriend as well will be there mm. because she lives nearby. Mm, that's so good. You'll, yeah. you'll see her and spend time with her. Yeah, yeah that'll be nice. Um, do you celebrate Christmas? Sorry? Do you celebrate Christmas? Oh, yeah, to a degree. To a degree. Uh. Um, it's not all lights and trees and all sorts, but we definitely more than anything using it as an excuse to get away mm-hmm. yeah because i've i have friends who have birthdays near christmas and mm. they, they they hate it because then you get only one gift yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that's really interesting um yeah ah so aiden yes before you go i do want us to talk about like I know, inspirational things. I like doing that on this show. Yeah, of course, of course. Of course. <laughs> um, so what would you advise to young people these days? Oh, um, see, I think my kind of experience has been, ra- has been rather nice. I just, I'd say what I value the most is my friends. Like, my mental health has definitely come from the people around me. I can't deal very well when it's just me, me, myself, and I. And I think it's very important to keep your friends around. Value the people in your life because they they do come and go. I've lo- I've gained and lost a lot of friends in my time at university so far, and that's been really hard. This, which is why I think it's really important to value the people that you do have mm. because... If they stick around during some of the most difficult mo- moments, or even if they come back after a while, then it's, it's really important to keep them around because once you find people that understand you and you understand them, then you never really lose them in a way, and they'll always be important to you. Mm. Yeah, and probably other than that would be um, to like keep your values and things open, be open to change. Life changes all the time. Like you may, you may find yourself believing one thing when you're younger and a different thing when you're older. A big part of my life, especially like in my uh, 
politics and philosophy kind of ideas has always been to keep things open because you might find later on that you start to disagree or you find criticisms in what you do or identify with or whatnot. So I think it's just really important to keep your beliefs open or keep your ideas open, sometimes political, sometimes whatnot, and just... Do whatever you're happy do- doing. Be true to yourself. Because mm. otherwise, yeah, it would be too difficult to continue. That might be like the best advice I've heard <laughs> so far. <laughs> because um, don't be afraid of change yeah. as well. Um, change of ideas as well, right? Um, it's a big part of life. Yeah, It is. Like, I... You know, I, I keep journals. <laughs> mm. I'm I'm a journal girl. I <laughs> write journals since I was like a teenager. And yeah. like when I read the things I think about, it's like, oh my God, this is what I think about. Um, and yeah, you, growth is real. You know, there are things that you don't realize you grow from. Mm. And you're just glad that you kept an open mind so that you were able to grow from those behaviors or thoughts right yeah for me personally i've like a lot of the things when i was younger was built up by my parents more than me i didn't know who i was mm. up until in a lot of ways i didn't know a lot of what, what i was until i started going to university i had a lot more independence in life and i started to learn maybe i'm not actually so into this as i thought maybe i want to go more down this direction ah. and just branching off from that has helped me become more comfortable in who i am Mm. And it's all about just, you know, trying exactly. new things. Yeah. Um, and I have really supportive parents, so and I'm sure you do too. Like, you know, yeah, they absolutely. want me to do the best things um, in this world and try lots of things. Yeah, exactly. And I've, my parents have allowed me to do all kinds of music, sports, whatnot, whatnot to be able to try everything. Yeah, and sometimes it's, it's not actually what we wanted to do no. uh, and we learned that um throughout the journey and um they're so happy with what we are yeah exactly mm. well that's the best advice ever <laughs> <laughs> thank you aiden for yeah, being course. here today no um, thank, thank you this is really quite an experience i haven't been into a studio like this before oh well welcome to rfm <laughs> <laughs> and this w- wouldn't be your last time though i'll still bring you around um Fantastic. the show especially throughout your time as the youth coordinator yeah i hope i have actually some more to show there will be things you can promote next time oh yes um, absolutely I, I, you guys will get bored of me <laughs> Yeah, Aiden will be a really good guest host for <laughs> uh, the show in a few weeks as well. Um, so maybe give a plug to DMCC and um, for yeah. people to find out more about the organization. Yeah. So um, as I mentioned earlier, the youth co- the youth committee for the DMCC uh, always looking for new people. Become part of our emailing list. Let me know. Let me know. Um, you can probably find me on so- social media, um, anything under Aiden Hung, really, if you wanted to. But you can also find us, uh, me personally, on my email, youth, uh, youthcouncil at dmec.org.nz. We haven't quite changed the e- emails yet, so it's still dmec instead of cc. And yeah, basically um, just trying to build up events, find the community, find people who want to get involved and... Let's have a chat. I like talking. Mm. This is great. This is great. I love talking. Yeah. Um, like, I'm really glad I, I met you, you know, because we, we've built this community with um, the multicultural people and the yeah, yeah, exactly. young people, especially. 
to have a space. And mm. I really hope I can actually be some kind of an impact on it because I don't have many ideas right now. <laughs> but, um, well, I have a couple that are in the works. But I really hope that I can be an impact on making people more comfortable in their cultural identity, identities and build up a kind of community with this stuff. Mm. And I'm very comfortable talking to you now. So you. you've got a really good impact here. Yay! <laughs> Yay! <laughs> One tick. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you so much. We'll talk again next week. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Cool. Thanks. Bye. Thanks for listening to Connecting Cultures Features on RFM.
This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand on the air.